0: Welcome to the Digital Edge with
1: Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network.
2: Welcome to the 115th edition of the Digital Edge, Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia.
0: And I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is Evernote for Lawyers.
2: Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Thanks to our sponsor Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. That's c l i o.com. We'd like to thank Answer 1, a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more about them by giving them a call at 800 Answer the number 1. Or online at answerone.com. That's answerthe number one.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Scorpion,
0: which delivers award-winning law firm web design and online marketing programs to get you more cases. Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms, just like yours, attract new cases and grow their practices. For information, visit scorpionlegal.com/podcast. And thank you to ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit Servenow.com to learn more. We are very pleased to have as our guest Heidi Alexander, the Director of the Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistance Program, or LOMAP, LOMAP provides free and confidential practice management assistance, guidance in implementing new law office technologies, and methods to obtain healthy and sustainable practices. Heidi frequently makes presentations to the legal community and contributes to publications on law practice management and technology. She's the author of Evernote as a law practice tool, an American Bar Association publication, a white belt in legal Lean Sigma project management and process improvement, and the architect behind the ABA's Women of Legal Technology Initiative that celebrates and encourages women in legal technology. She also serves on a number of ABA committees, including the ABA's Tech Show Planning Board. Thanks for joining us today, Heidi.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Jim and Sharon. I'm excited to be on your 115th episode. I'm impressed. (laughs) It's actually hard to say that. (laughs)
2: And I can't believe it's been this many years together. There are people who aren't married this long, Jim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know that. (laughs) That used to be a part of my law practice, Sharon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. I remember that. Well, Heidi, let's start right from the beginning because there are definitely people who will be listening who have no clue in the world what Evernote is. So let's give them an education.
1: All right. So I'm going to start off With the words of Evernote's co-founder, and this is a quote, Your brain offloaded to a server. It's Google for the web of your life. It's a spotlight on dark matter of your universe. It's a tool for converting your smartphone from a time killer to a time saver. End quote. So you got it? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let me just tell you in my own words, what Evernote is. In my own words, Evernote is a memory aid and an organizational tool for basically all of your data. It's used to take notes, to save articles, to annotate, to collaborate. Your data is stored in the cloud, which means you have access to it whenever and wherever you need it. So that's about it in a nutshell. That's good. That was brief and understandable.
0: Well, there's a lot of note-taking programs today. Could you briefly talk about the difference between Evernote and other note-taking programs?
1: Absolutely. So most people are aware of what I call the big four note-taking programs, and that's Evernote, OneNote, Apple Notes, and Google Keep. Now, Google Keep and Apple Notes are quite similar. Both are free and they allow you to save content from the web, save photos and audios, and organize in some fashion. The features are basic, although Apple continues to develop its product. All right, so moving on to Evernote and OneNote. These products are more robust and there are more formatting options, organizational and tagging options, and collaboration features. The biggest two differences between Evernote and OneNote is the pricing structure and the organizational structure. So let me just talk briefly about that. OneNote is free, while Evernote has a free version, but you must pay to unlock certain features and increase your monthly upload limit for Evernote users. So the moral here is that if you use Evernote regularly, you're going to pay a nominal sum, usually somewhere between $25 to $50 a year to do so. Now, the other big difference is in the organizational structure. At the top of OneNote's structure are notebooks. And you can have multiple notebooks. And within those notebooks, you have sections. Within those sections, you can have pages. And within pages, you can have subpages. And you can have up to three levels of pages and subpages. So Evernote structure is much simpler. At the top level, you've got your notebooks. And within those notebooks, you have notes. There are no additional levels of organization. And that's why Evernote relies so heavily on tags and search functionality. So if you're someone who's tied to the traditional organization of your electronic folder hierarchy system, then OneNote might be a little bit more intuitive to you. But if you've taken the leap to rely on search to find your documents, then you're likely to be more drawn to Evernote.
2: Well, you talked a little bit about money, but do you need to pay to use the basic level of Evernote?
1: I mean, what, what are the costs? So I'm gonna give you the lawyerly answer, it depends, right, yes <laughs> and no. So there is a free version that allows you to use many of Evernote's features. However, you have a 60 megabyte limit on your monthly note upload. And basically everything you do in Evernote will count against your monthly upload limit. So Evernote then has three other tiers of service. So it's got its plus service, which is a more recently added service, and that gives you one gigabyte monthly limit plus some other features such as a unique Evernote email address to send emails into Evernote. Then the next tier up is the premium level service, and that gives you 10 gigabytes of your monthly limit. And then it gives you a bunch of other features, including the ability to search in PDFs, office documents and attachments, and also to annotate images and PDFs. And then the final level is a business service. And this is for multiple users. It's got higher monthly limits. It has all the premium level features. It's got administration capabilities and a lot more. So this is great for an entire firm that wants to use Evernote or maybe a firm department or practice area that wants to use it. So again, if you use Evernote frequently, you're going to run up against those monthly limits quickly and find yourself looking at the plus or premium level. And the the good thing is that you can upgrade anytime.
0: I've got a question on clarification on that. If you stop paying for Evernote, everything you uploaded is still there though, correct?
1: Yes. So because it's a basic service, uh, there's a basic service level, you're still going to have all that information there. And plus if you've downloaded the desktop version of Evernote, you can back up your Evernote notes and you'd have them on your computer regardless of whether you sync to Evernote servers. So you'd always have those notes. So great. Yes.
0: great. well let's move into talking about our profession. Why should lawyers use Evernote?
1: All right. So if you're a lawyer, you understand uh, being constantly bombarded with competing demands, right? From colleagues, from clients, from staff, from family, and then you also have the actual work that you need to get done, and. If you don't have a way to manage all those demands and information, you're going to be working in chaos. And that's that could lead to malpractice. It might lead to a bar complaint. There's actually research out there that shows that when your environment is in a state of disarray, you're unable to focus. And what's more is that the average person has 70,000 thoughts per day. That's 49 per minute. So no wonder there's also research out there that shows that we spend about half our day thinking about something other than what we are currently doing. So Evernote, to me, is that place to dump and organize all that stuff that you have going on in your head, uh, in your office. It's the inbox for all of your data. It's the central repository of information for your your practice. You can access it in your office, you can access it at a meeting, you can access it in court, and everything is right there at your fingertips.
0: Before we move on to the next segment, let's
2: take a quick commercial break. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code TDE10. Of course, you can find Clio at Clio.com. That's C L I O.com. Not getting enough cases from the internet? the kind of cases you want scorpion can help over the last 15 years scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices during this time scorpion has won over 100 awards for its law firm website design and online marketing success join the thousands of law firms which partner with scorpion and start getting more cases today for more information visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is Evernote for Lawyers. Our guest is Heidi Alexander, the director of the Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistant Program. Heidi, can you talk about how lawyers actually use Evernote
1: in their practice? Sure. Sure. So there's no right or wrong way to use Evernote. And every attorney that I've worked with uses it in a slightly different way and for different purposes. But the most common uses of Evernote I find for lawyers fall into the following categories. So firm administration, legal research, marketing, case management, and productivity and time management. So let me just break that down a bit. So first, firm management. You need a place to keep all essential firm information, such as office and systems information, policies and procedures, financial management materials, forms and templates, CLE records, meeting notes, travel, and of course there's more. You can keep that all in Evernote. Now for legal research, I think this is probably the most common use by attorneys. What you can do is you can use Evernote's Web Clipper to save case law from the internet and then tag it with a case proposition, a fact pattern, jurisdiction, even a client or matter identifier. And then when you later need that case, with a certain proposition in a certain jurisdiction, all you need to do is search by tags and you can find that case. And so that's a lot easier from when I was in practice, when we would print out all of our cases, annotate them at the top, throw them in a folder, and then when we needed something again, we had to look through all these files to find what we needed. So. Great place for case law repository. Now for marketing, lawyers can use it to save research for marketing purposes, save content, so maybe drafts of a blog post, use it for checklists. You know, What do you need to do when you post to your blog? You've gotta disseminate it to X, Y, and Z channels. You can also keep reports in there. Are you doing analytics based on the data you're collecting from Google Analytics, let's say, from your website? So you can use it for marketing purposes. For case management, um, Evernote wasn't built for case management. It can be used. It could be used as a primary database or to supplement a legal specific case management system. My only caution is that if you do try to use it as a primary database, and I have seen attorneys do this, you really want to ensure that you do so in a very thoughtful manner um, and get a good hang of how Evernote works before you do that. In terms of productivity and time management, so it's great for saving items for reading later. So you can save something from Evernote's Web Clipper on the, uh, uh, through a web browser, or you could forward something from your email and then organize it in a notebook read later notebook, or you could use a tag that denotes your read later items, and then you can go back to that at any time. Evernote can also be used to create checklists. So for example, maybe it's a to-do list or a template for a certain task. So let's say you've got a certain motion that you file often. You could create a task list for that motion. And then every time you have that motion come up, you make a copy of that note, and then you've got your template of that to-do list for that motion. For those people who are practicing getting things done, GTD, task management methodology, Evernote can be used with that as well.
0: I have to say I love the Evernote Web Clipper, one of my favorite tools. Can you use Evernote to collaborate with others, uh, both inside and outside of the law firm, Heidi?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can share content that you've stored with others to view or collaborate on. And there's a few different methods of sharing. So you can share by creating a unique public note link, which is great for sharing content with others that may or may not have Evernote. The content is viewed in a web browser with the option to save it to your own Evernote account. And then any updates to the note are actually made in real time. So if someone goes back to that link, they'll see any updates that you've made. You can also share a static copy of your note via email. You can do this even if the recipient doesn't have Evernote and then the content is gonna appear embedded in the email. You can also share with other Evernote users in WorkChat and what WorkChat allows you to do is to communicate with other people that are using Evernote within the Evernote platform. So you can share and collaborate on notes and I'll tell you that. I know law firms that do this. We actually do this internally as an organization. We share notes, we collaborate on notes, and we use that work chat feature basically as a replacement for email.
2: How secure is Evernote? That's a very big question on lawyers' minds these days.
1: Oh yes, I know it is. So I'll tell you what I tell my clients. No one can tell you whether or not Evernote's safe to use. Okay, It's based on a number of factors. And here are the factors, and I'll talk a little bit more about each factor. One, your ethical and statutory obligations. Two, the sensitivity of the data you're storing. Three, your risk tolerance. Four, knowledge and sophistication. And five, the safeguards that you enact. I could probably come up with more, but those are the basic factors. So with that said, let me tell you what I know about Evernote security and how that fits into those factors. And you can pretty much find everything about Evernote security on their website. They have a page, it's evernote.com forward slash security, and it's written in plain language. Uh, so you can, you can actually read it. Um, so first, Evernote doesn't own your data. You granted a limited license to use your data in order to operate the service. Two, its servers are redundant, they're backed up, they're audited, they're monitored 24-7. Three, Evernote doesn't give or sell your information for advertising purposes, and it monitors your data only to perform the functions it needs to. It also, it states that they respond as narrowly as possible if it obtains a third-party request for data. And for any legal requests, you typically require a search warrant and they'll notify the users. Now, four is the big one. Um, Previously, Evernote did not encrypt its data at rest, and this was the cause of a lot of criticism. But Evernote recently moved to the Google Cloud Platform, so instead of hosting its own data, they moved to a reputable company that is in the business of hosting data, which is the Google Cloud Platform, and now the data is encrypted in transit and at rest. And then the other thing to think about is what's its reputation and its history? Have there been breaches? Okay, there's two big um, events, I'll call them, that we know of. In February 2013, there was a breach. Hackers gained access to usernames, email addresses and encrypted passwords. But there was no evidence that any user content had been accessed. And as a result, Evernote took action, and they formed informed users via email and by blog to change passwords, and they implemented two-factor authentication. In 2014, there was a denial-of-service attack, which is caused by multiple computers sending large amounts of data to target a server in an attempt to overwhelm it, and hackers demanded ransom from Evernote in order to maintain operations with temporarily prevented users from accessing accounts. But again, there was no report of unauthorized access to user data or any loss of data as a result. So Armed with that information, some people are going to choose to use it or not use it for client data, but as with any other provider, there's a number of steps that Evernote allows you to take so that you can reduce the risk of unauthorized access to your data. So strong passwords, and I know that you guys talk about this all the time here, Um, two-factor authentication, which you can do with Evernote. You can use a passcode lock for mobile devices, and you can also use text encryption. So you can actually encrypt text in certain notes and it's pretty easy to use and of course you hold the encryption key so Evernote doesn't ever have access to that.
0: Before we move on to our next segment let's take a quick commercial break.
2: Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One is available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-Answer One or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer.
0: Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and the rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit ServNow.com.
2: Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is Evernote for Lawyers, and our guest is Heidi Alexander. Heidi, tell me about some of your favorite Evernote features. And also, I think I kind of stepped on one of your questions earlier asking about lawyers' use of Evernote. So go ahead and answer both if you'd like.
1: (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Sharon. So let me first talk about a few of my favorite features, and and then I'll go back and talk about um, specific attorney uses of Evernote. So the first feature I want to talk about is the Web Clipper. And um, and Jim, you made mention to this. I mean, this is the Web Clipper is what Evernote, I think, became very well known for. And it's probably an unparalleled tool. Even OneNote's Web Clipper isn't as robust as Evernote's Web Clipper. And basically what you can do with this is you can clip web pages, articles, anything from the internet and save it to Evernote. You can also highlight and annotate web pages before you save it to your Evernote account. And It's also a great tool for capturing resources and information for reading later. Another feature I like is the ability to save my emails to Evernote. We tend to communicate these days primarily by email and we end up having a lot of substantive information there. So Evernote provides you the ability to better organize and sort those emails. Another feature I like is their internal note links. Um, Your notes in Evernote, they don't have to live in a vacuum. You can connect them to one another with internal note links so maybe I'm creating a deposition outline and I want to reference an exhibit I have stored in Evernote. I can actually create an Evernote link to the exhibit and then copy that into my deposition outline. So it's very, very helpful. And then the, the last feature I want to mention is handwritten notes. Evernote can actually recognize text in handwritten notes. So if I take handwritten notes, which is very rare these days, I can save the notes into Evernote by snapping a photo. And then if I later need to find something related to the information contained in the note, I can search and it'll return those notes as long as my handwriting isn't too terrible. But what Evernote does is called optical character recognition. It basically allows you to search the text of anything that goes into Evernote. And then following up on, on Sharon's question, uh, just a couple of brief examples of how lawyers use Evernote and One in particular that a ton of lawyers use Evernote for is by using the mobile app, you can take a picture of a business card and Evernote will automatically recognize the format and extract the content and create a contact. And with one click, you can save that contact to your phone and connect via LinkedIn. And that's all through the Evernote app. I also found that an attorney who I actually featured in my book uses Evernote as an evidence database and a trial notebook by using tags and search to organize and find evidence when needed. And then finally, I recently gave a presentation at the Mass Bar Association with the Chief Justice of the Massachusetts Probate Courts, Justice Ordonez, who uses Evernote to store relevant case laws, colloquies, court information such as data on each division and county, their probate court and the judges. And then she also uses Evernote with her staff, for example, to create checklists for her administrative assistant. So as I said, people use it in all different ways, but I'm continually finding people out there that are using it daily in their practice, which is great.
0: Well, here's a difficult question for you, Heidi. How can your book help lawyers use Evernote?
1: So I know many lawyers who have downloaded Evernote and then they let it lay dormant because they didn't really understand how to use it. Um, I come across them all the time. And so my book is really meant to serve as a guide for attorneys already using Evernote to help you get the most out of it and for attorneys also who are just starting to dabble in Evernote. And as you become more familiar with the tool, you can take advantage of the power tips that I've included as well. In the book, I lay out the core features, and then I discuss in detail how it can be used to increase efficiencies in your practice. And I've also included, as I mentioned before, real-life examples from attorneys that are using Evernote in their practice, which should help all of you as well. Well, that
2: sounds great. And this has been just one of the most useful podcasts in terms of describing a specific application that I can ever remember. So we thank you for being so comprehensible. I mean, you really brought it down to a level where I think somebody who's never used Evernote certainly could see its value and others who may have a little experience with it, I think we'll go back and, and try some of its uh, features that maybe they haven't tried before. So thank you very much for being our guest today, Heidi, and taking the time out of your busy day.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and I'm glad it, it was helpful.
2: That does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of the podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes.
0: Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon.
2: Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to the Digital Edge.